Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the Japanese animation. And welcome to the Otaku Host Club podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I Amelia. am your cursed speech user, Amelia. Oh. <laughs> and I've lost my voice due to allergies and the goddamn cherry blossoms. Amelia's having a tough day. I'm having a rough go of it, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you hear Amelia's voice in this podcast, I feel like you would picture like Amelia crying and like <laughs> bent over and having difficulty, but actually she's got a big smile on her face and she's laughing along. <laughs> I'm laughing through my pain. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to cope. Well, well you're so joined. I'm always joined here with De- Jeff and Dan, hey guys. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to have an emotional breakdown. I know the two year two year anniversary is just so dramatic, but yes, me and me and Jeff are here. All right, I'll I'll do more talking. Me and Jeff are here. (laughs) Hello, I'm Dan. Hey everybody, this is Jeff. Yeah, we're yeah we're the Otaku Host Club. It's our two year anniversary. We are discussing our favorite anime openings. Uh, Well. More than just favorite <laughs> anime openings, I guess. I took this as a broader sense of our our favorite music in anime, music that stirs your soul in anime. <laughs> we're we're music oriented people in this podcast. Um, so this is a for me personally, this is a slightly different list than if I were to think of just my favorite anime openings, which would you know have more to do with the animation and and the visuals and how that ties into the music. Yeah, just the music alone is a slightly different thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going to we're going to react to each other's favorite anime music, you know, the music that stirs each of our respective souls. We'll see if it stirs anybody else's soul as well. So just a heads up, our list might be a little bit more pretentious because we are musically inclined. <laughs> Mine won't up. be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mine will not be. Mine and will be very weird. I think we're also going to field some some Discord members' favorite opening songs and react to those. Yeah. So then Discord people can tell us how much they hate us for not liking their favorite songs and that we're all <laughs> garbage people with, you know, tasteless plebes and the truth will be revealed, you know. Hmm. So, since this is our 2-year episode and People listening may or may not have been here from the beginning. Why don't we kind of give a little reintroduction to ourselves and the podcast? So we are Otaku Host Club. We've kind of had the the general theme and and idea of our podcast shift from, you know, throughout the last two years. But uh, in general, this is a show of me and Amelia politely disagreeing with each other and Jeff moderating. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm con I'm conflict averse. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, we've, we have found because we have done at, at different points in these last two years, we've done episodes with just two of the three of us and it never works. It, it really has to be all three of us to have the correct balance. Cause if it's, yeah, like, it, yeah, we really, we require each, each one of us is a fundamental member you know, without without all three points of the triangle, it's just a line with no base, and and it, it just topples right over. If you've heard an episode with just me and Dan, we talk about nothing for a lot of it. I know because we need Jeff to keep us on target. Yeah, I like, need the whip. I got the whip out. Yeah. So yeah, we we discuss anime, anime culture broadly. You know, mm-hmm. we uh, we used to talk a lot about a lot more than just anime but we've made a conscious effort to focus more on just (laughs) anime um yeah and i'm dan and i'm doing more talking than usual right now because amelia's voice is so achy normally she does the talking for the three of us is the more public facing one uh i have a couple key things that i like in anime i like giant robots i like love stories i like the apocalypse uh i like ninjas and samurai i like uh your manly burning fighting spirit that never gives up uh i tend to like anime that uh, have these kinds of things in them i tend to be less interested in anime that do not have these kinds of things in them um, but that being said, uh, you know, good anime is good anime and you can't deny quality when you see it. Uh, if I had to pick my favorite, well, I got my top 10 list on the, on the, my anime list, uh, which, which is publicly accessible. But if I had to pick the ones most near and dear to my heart, Tenjin Tapagurin Lagan and Mushishi. And these two polar opposites are reflective of my Gemini horoscope and the two sides of my personality and uh, um excuse me those are the ones this is the perfect opportunity for you to talk about legends of the galactic heroes yeah you well, didn't mention it. i know well this is this is the, our our big running joke is my love for legend of the galactic heroes which is you know arguably one of the most boring shows in anime but that's kind of why i like it so much is because it's it's, uh, I mean, it's like reading, you know, like, like we were talking about in the Discord. It's like reading an in, in 18th century novel, you know. It's it's, uh, it's so dense, but it's just so, like, you're re- you can really sink your teeth into this thing. You know, there's so much to say about it, so much to dig into. And that kind of density is very, very appealing to me. I like I like a thinking man's shows. Uh, Jeff, why don't you go ahead? Hmm. Yeah, I've been a fan of anime for, I think, I don't know, at least 30 years now. Now I've sort of, we've hit the 30-year uh, age mark, uh, so that's not true. That's not accurate. My math is wrong. It's more... <laughs> I was going to say, did like, you get into anime at four or five years old? <laughs> but but to be honest, I you know, like, I would, I would take you at face value on that because watching... Macross as Robotech is one of the three earliest memories of my entire life. So it makes sense to me. We were little kids watching this stuff on TV by coincidence and transfixed. I know I was. Yeah. What I, what I meant to say was my my after my mm. my past life. Yeah, that was Japanese <laughs> and <in> the talking. <laughs> 
No. Um, yeah, I've been a fan for a minute. Um, like a lot of people just got into anime on TV um, unknowingly. So um, I love I love old school stuff. I like the new stuff. Um, I got burnt out, as a lot of people know, eight years ago or so and got back into it in 2016 um 2013 really with attack on titan which is about to wrap up soon mm-hmm. so um yeah i think you know i've been wanting to do the podcast for a while been listening to podcasts for almost as long as um well i was gonna say since i've been watching anime but podcasts haven't been out that long maybe that attack on titan since attack on titan <laughs> Um, before that, there there was a podcast I listened to in 2004-ish, 2005. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's three people, three dudes. One was Japanese. And I, for the life of me, can't remember the name of it. Mm. I've searched for it every once in a while because I know I downloaded it. It was one, it, I don't think it was on iTunes. It was something you had to go to the website and download <laughs> or just listen to straight through the web browser. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, they had this um, Japanese man and two Americans. Um, the Japanese man is, well, it's American, but yeah, he was fluent in Japanese. Um, yeah, and that's kind of like the basis uh, for um, sort of the format that I wanted to go for. It was that and AWO. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of AWO. Those guys are, they're, uh, could be crotchety old men. Uh, and and the woman, uh, Melissa, who's on that podcast is like me. She tries to keep them both in line. Not to say that you're both crotchety old men. <laughs> Damn but, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm a crotchety kidding, old man. I love you too. So Marissa is me and I'm Marissa. Or I, I, one of these, I'll, I'll get to meet Which them. Which one am person. I? Um, you're probably uh, Gerald. Gerald. I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm a Gerald too. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. You know, my dad's name is Gerald. There you go. Well, for the for the longest time, I couldn't distinguish the two. I'm like, who's Daryl and who's Gerald? And I just kept <laughs> getting the names confused. Um, but yeah, we're here. We are. Okay, my turn now. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm Amelia. I don't normally sound like this. I swear. <laughs> um. So. I've been watching anime since 2006. Naruto was my first anime, and um, I torrented it in the heyday of torrenting things. Um, but then I went to college and kind of didn't really like get into and keep up, keep up with anime or anything. And I got back into anime and seasonal anime, probably around 2014 or something like that. And um, yeah, I've been I've been racking them up ever since. I love seasonal anime. I love talking about seasonal anime. Um, um, What else? I think my favorite things in anime are really great character dynamics and um, cute girls doing cute things. And, um, you know, sometimes slightly a little bit more of the etchy vibes. (laughs) So what you'll see in my list. Um, but I love really cute girls doing cute things and I love cute girls being naked, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> so I've, I've been... Yeah, I think th- oh, go ahead, Jeff. 
I was just going to say, we, I think we've, we kind of create a spectrum of anime between all our tastes. Yeah, I think uh, so. Between old school, new school, and somewhere mm-hmm. in between, you know, we've, we've seen it all out together. We've seen it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, I've kind of made anime like my life. I, um, I make videos on YouTube and, um, I, uh, started up a lewd anime streetwear brand. I've got a shit ton of anime tattoos that I am adding on to every year. Um, mm-hmm. so I've kind of dove all in and the, doing this podcast was just like another, another no brainer thing for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, I you know, I've been thinking about my anime list because of that obtrusive Shiba getting all up in my face, which I complain about on the Discord. Um, but the I think it's interesting that all three of us are part of the four hundred club. Uh, and Amelia's close to overtaking me. I know, spot. I but you haven't put any one piece on and as soon as you put one piece on like it's over no i put i put all 878 episodes of one piece that i've watched on there i'm still i'm way no i'm way ahead in terms of episodes but i'm you're almost caught up to me in terms of number of shows yeah yeah Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm going to go look at that later. <laughs> yeah. So now we're in a race to see who's going to get into the 500 club. <laughs> I know, right? Ooh. And when, you, when we think about, you know, like hun- hundreds, hundreds, we have each watched hundreds of anime. You know, 500. <laughs> we're coming up on each of us having watched 500 different anime. You know, that's a lot of anime. You know, it's like, damn, we've spent many years and a lot of our free time you know being being immersed in in this media you know in this mm-hmm. art form um yeah i feel like we are we are equipped to be critical voices of it oh shit i'm looking at the list right now and i'm at 460 and you're at 462 i know that's what i'm saying that's <laughs> oh, what i'm man. saying i gotta watch some movies neck. i gotta watch some movies next week to keep I gonna watch like 10 movies in a row <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never, I use, like I've used Mal in the past. I've always wanted to say this, but I've never, I've, I've just struggled with the want, the need to, to, to quantify, to log and quantify everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not sure. that I'm against it. I just don't, um, never felt it to be important, but I, I do like the, uh, collectiveness or the mm-hmm. sense of community that you kind of get with it. Maybe, um, Especially if you're a seasonal watcher. I think if you're a seasonal watcher, then it makes more sense to have the Discord, I mean, the Mal uh, mm-hmm. at your yeah. disposal. Yeah, if I didn't have Mal, I think I would probably have forgotten everything that I started watching back yeah. in 2016. Yeah, exactly. That's why I do it, because I have a shit memory. <laughs> like, yeah. my memory is terrible. I'll forget, like, I'm... <laughs> I like I like, like having, I forgot what happened in the JJK movie and I've seen it two weeks ago. Like I like having a repository of exactly what I've watched because I wouldn't remember, you know, four hundred some anime off the top of my head. But as I scroll mm-hmm. through the list of anime I've watched, almost every one of them I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember this one. All oh, right, I remember I watched that when I was younger. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's it's nice. It you know, I'm I'm a collector nerd in general, you know, collect records and and anime toys and I don't exactly collect Yeezys, but you know, now I'm a guy that buys and wears Yeezys. I, think, I was about to say three Yeezys, I feel like is a collection, right? 
Maybe. <laughs> well, but it, Discogs, Discogs yeah, is like the well, now of, of records. Yeah, exactly. Records, so yeah. I'm I'm all up on Discogs. I got everything you know cataloged appropriately on Discogs. So Mal suits a you know it scratches a similar itch for me. So for this episode, we asked our community over on Discord and uh, through other means like our Instagram and stuff like that, um, their favorite. OPs and we asked them to ask us some questions, whether it be about anime or random questions you might have for us. So <laughs> why don't we get into that and then we'll go into the bulk of the show, which is going to be our top 10 lists of favorite anime songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to shout out some new members because two new members join um, Beto and Classy Ulysses. Thank you guys for joining the Discord. Thanks for chatting it up and talking about that damn Sheba dog on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they also yeah. are talking about the manga Attack on Titan, Dan. They're, they're doing all yeah, spoiler yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, was reading their conversation, but I didn't chime in. Not for any mm. particular reason, but maybe I will. Um, Dan always lurks um, in our yeah. Discord. He's always lurking. <laughs> I'm usually the one that's posting everything because I need validation. <laughs> I need instant validation well, I, I from needed, somebody else. I needed validation about the the fucking Shiba. I hate I hate you know this <laughs> like I don't like it when when things get all up in your face and trying to sell you on on anything you know and and I get that uh, even even when it's like really simple actions like anybody that like tries to get me to sign a petition or like you know, salespeople that are really like obtrusive and up in your face. Like anybody that's trying to like, and Shiba is the same way. Shiba's like, why don't you add more anime to your, you know, uh, plan to watch list? And, and I'm like, because I don't want to motherfucker. I'm 35 years old. If I want to do that, I will. I don't need anybody to tell me <laughs> what to do and what not to do. All right. Like, I don't like Actually, that kind of shit. I'm a fucking Jaegerist. I'm for freedom. Like get the fuck out of my face and stop telling me what to do. You know? So the Shiba is oh like gosh, it's too obtrusive. Guess whose birthday it is today? Who's? It's Pearl's birthday, my little toothless angel's birthday today. Uh, She's twelve cute. years old. Okay, that's fun. Twelve. Anyway, just thought I'd interject. Old. Yeah, yeah. She just got all of her teeth pulled. So <laughs> no shit. It's a, not a great present to receive. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you turn twelve, we're gonna take all of your teeth. Yeah, fuck. Imagine if we got all our teeth removed at 12 years old. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> okay, so let's get into some OPs. I have a couple of these um, like lined up and ready to go. So, all right, share your um, screen. Okay. Um, so from... Uh, which one do I do? So wait, are we gonna be are we gonna be talking over these, or should we politely wait for the uh, the OP to finish before we say anything? No, I think you can talk over it. We're yeah. um, we're recording everything separately, so Jeff can okay. mess with the levels. Mm-hmm. And are we doing Q and A after this? Yeah. So um, this is from Ali Spice, or it used to be Cream Puff Coon from Anybody's Podcast, and this is their favorite OP. Yeah, I, this is one of my personal favorites too. Oh shit! So this OP is JoJo's Part Four. Yeah. 
Okay. I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, dude, maybe you should. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> part four is when JoJo's really starts to grow into itself. Mm. Yeah, part four, like parts one through three are excellent, but part four is the first, like, truly great part. Mm. This is part, yeah, four, five, and six is like, this is the true meaning of JoJo's bizarre adventure. <laughs> I love the JoJo's poses with the like with the breaking glass. Really getting yeah, amped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I really love about the JoJo's OPs is the way they add the uh, sound effects, right? Like the way they add the different sound effects um, into the OPs later on, um, and. The versions that I always listen to are the ones uh, where they have the OP sound effects. They have like all the the official sound effects and fan inserted sound effects and fan inserted dialogue from the show. Mm. Uh, and it's like just this real uh, like there's a lot of sound going on at once. But yeah, I, those are the versions I always go back to. I love that shit. Nice. Yeah, it's my favorite part, and yet I've forgotten that theme song. <laughs> Uh, Which goes to show you that not, just because you love an anime series doesn't mean you love the OPs and endings. That is true. Uh, this, They're not always synonymous. Yeah, that's um, definitely true. And um, their honorable mention was the Bakano OP. I don't think any of us have I seen Bakano. I don't remember. No, I've seen Bakano. I have it on DVD. Oh, it's really, uh, I like the I OP. Not, I do not remember the OP at all. Okay. Oh, actually, okay. I do. It's like it's like a jazzy one. It definitely gives me train vibes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just have <laughs> you just reenact, reenact all the OPs for us. Okay. It's like okay. This next one is from Echo One Nineteen, and this is his favorite OP. Uh, yeah, I don't remember this one. What? Really? Every, everything about Brotherhood just went in one ear and out the other for I me. literally <laughs> have listened to this over and over again, and I've literally never seen the show. I love this OP. Yui is amazing. Really? I love her so much. Yeah. She's like, Oh, it's a Yui song. Yui. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yui does the, the Bleach one, too, right? Yes. Uh, Rolling Star, right? Mm-hmm. Which is one of the best Bleach OPs. I would sing to this, but my voice is terrible right now. I think I'm a fan of the original Full Metal Alchemist OP. Hmm. More? I have to hear him back to back. But these these kind of heavy rock songs are what I'm into in anime OPs. You know, just yeah, and similar to this Full Metal Alchemist opening, like with the visuals, just like a nice catchy you know rock song with your favorite character looking in the distance and you know your other favorite character flexing and and you're like, oh hell yeah, man. yeah. It's about to get lit. I mean, anime OPs is kind of how I find music that I like to listen to. 
Mm. I like really love J Rock, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't think I actually put any Asian Kung Fu Generation in in my list, but they deserve a shout out. Oh my for, gosh, tragic! You know, and they were doing Full Metal Alchemist uh, OP number four in mm. the first Full Metal Alchemist adaptation, which I think is the best Full Metal Alchemist uh, piece of music and um sequence yeah mm. and echoes um honorable mentions are my war from attack on titan and mayday by fire force which has a fucking mm. good ass song and i'm gonna talk about it later but my war isn't a linked horizon song is it i don't know which one which opening is my war um i didn't look it up hmm That is four. Attack on Titan season four. Ooh, that's mm. I liked that, mm. one. That, is, uh, I like that one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I liked that nope. one. It's okay, I don't Echo. Like those ones. I hear you. You're hurt on my end. <laughs> 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 okay, the next OP is Courtney's from Strictly series. Ready? All right, of mm-hmm. course. One of the all time classics. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. It is. Yeah. You know, Right from that opening melody, like instantly recognizable. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that sequence. Oh my gosh! And on their cosplay episode that we were on, um, Courtney shared a photo of them cosplaying with their dog. Ein, and it's so fucking it's cute. cute. Oh my gosh! Best Ein cosplay ever. Cosplaying Ein. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even uh, Rocco from work knows this song. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, he's a normie, you know. He's a normie know. and a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, Tank doesn't really rank for me in terms of of the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I, I don't want to frown upon it. Like I mean, it's 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 iconic and it's classic. It's legendary. It's it's a great little jazz uh, instrumental work. But yeah, I can I can think of at least a half dozen other tracks from the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack that I like more for being moodier. Yeah. Like Tank Tank doesn't hit as hard for me because it's an instrumental. I I like from the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack, I like the the moodier um yeah, the moodier tracks like "Call Me, Call Me," the song that plays when when Ayn and and Ed leave uh, in like episode twenty, like three or something like that. Mm. Uh, that one always like whew, gutting. You know what a what a track. Yeah, that's a. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Why wouldn't you know? You haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> went over this we've been oh, over shit. this <laughs> i have not seen cowboy bebop i saw the no. netflix <laughs> maybe we ought to watch that together <laughs> yeah oh man and courtney's um honorable mention is ht from trigun hmm. you turn the volume just a little bit two bumps Me? down for the audio for the music mm-hmm. okay is that better? Is that going to be better? Let's give it a okay. shot. Okay. 
Uh, okay. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one is from Christella or Lady Love Roll, the friend of the pod, our bestie. And um, she said a lot of things that ever that other people had already said, like again, um, by Yui and um, the Yuri on Ice theme, the theme song. But mm. I picked the one that I also like the most, which is this theme song. Right, right, right. Yeah. I love this anime so much. I'm tell- I tell everybody to watch it. Yeah, this is a good one. There's even a little dance that people do on TikTok with, and I love it. They cosplay as the characters, and they do the little dance, and it's so cute. The vocalist is unique. That voice, like, it's very distinguishable. Mm. I don't know what else he's done before, but... I look at the visuals, I don't even remember the visuals, but they are so cool! They're like getting yeah. like yeah. put into all these different kinds of video games, like retro games and VR games, and it's just really cool. All oh, right, that must be where the TikTok sequence comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it so much. I mean, this is what we all strive for, right? Otaku couple friends that we can all go to conventions with. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Watakoi is, is a real treasure. That's a fun watch. And I, I like that OP a lot as well. I like that that kind of like bouncing and fun. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's not exactly funky, but mm-hmm. it's like got a certain pop to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, yeah, that's a nice one. It's a pleasant listen. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, and that's all the um, OPs I have. Do we want to move on to questions? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Uh-oh. Someone's hungry. Yeah, I know. I am. <laughs> you got to start meowing. Okay, so um, our first question comes from Ali Spice. Uh, Cream Puffs come from the Anybody's Podcast. And they asked, what's your favorite smoothie? And I have an answer for this one because I get smoothies all the time. Hmm. Yeah, what's yours? Um, mine is um, whenever I go to, uh, I don't know what it is, but tropical smoothie cafes have been popping up all over the place since COVID. Um, but I get the peanut butter cup one. If I can have peanut butter liquefied, shit, I'm all about it. Thank you so <laughs> much for whoever liquefies peanut butter. <laughs> like, right. I love peanut butter uh, so much. <laughs> it, you know, I. I don't like peanut butter in a dessert format what? personally. Oh man, I'm always I, I only, searching. I, I, I like it. Peanut butter and jelly. You know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich was what, what I had for lunch literally every single day from my first day of kindergarten until I graduated from high school. What? And I, I still eat peanut butter and jelly for lunch, sandwich for lunch, like routine. What? I don't think I've had a uh. peanut butter and jelly sandwich since middle school. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I love that's that's the true way of peanut butter for me. Like peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or peanut butter and honey sandwich, 
or peanut butter, uh, banana, and bacon fried sandwich, or peanut butter, banana, and marshmallow fried sandwich. Ew! <laughs> we put bacon and peanut butter together before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bacon and bacon and peanut butter works okay, but I, I don't What's like peanut the banana butter. Part? Well, the the peanut butter, bacon, and banana is the Elvis. That's what Elvis would eat, which is how I got tipped off to that. But then somewhere along the way, I got confused and and remembered it as being peanut butter, banana, and marshmallow. So I started doing that, and then I, you know, Hannah pointed out that that was nonsense and like. That's not what Elvis ate. Like, I don't know where you got that from. That's weird and nasty. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't. Yeah, it turns out you're correct. I don't know where I got that from. But actually, it's pretty good. So I still eat it, eat it like that, too. Okay, what's your smoothie? Uh, yeah, strawberry banana, I guess, is, is my usual go-to. I mean, yeah, boring, but maybe <laughs> I'm a boring guy. <laughs> hmm. I'd go with avocado, like the, the uh, Vietnamese avocado with bubble tea. Mm. Or we don't have the tea, but just with the bubbles. Mm. Yeah, I, mm. I ain't I drinking avocado. anything that's green. What? <laughs> no. Too healthy? You, first off, in my, in my opinion, vegetables <laughs> don't belong as a liquid. I'm not, not into that. And second it's of all, a vegetable. Um, I know avocado is technically not a, a fruit. <laughs> yeah, but. It's it's kind of a of a similar like this is not a uh, like avocado. I mean, I like avocado as much as the next guy, uh, but it's it's too uh, thick. Yeah, <laughs> does you it know, taste too I much like chlorophyll? Do you get too much of the sun in your smoothie? No, I, I just don't. I don't trust green liquids. Mm. Um, my favorite green liquid, if we're talking about green liquids here, <laughs> is um, Starbucks has these evolution fresh juices. And um, one of them is like celery, spinach, kale, um, some other stuff um, and lemon. And it's literally just a vegetable juice. And there's like a ton of ones that look green, but they taste sweet like apples and shit. And I hate that. I hate apples. Uh, yeah. I don't hate apples, but I hate oh. it in liquid form. But it, there's like a vegetable juice, and I would drink. I would drink one every single day. Like I love that. I see. We're we're on the opposite tip again because I love apple juice. You know, oh, apple juice and cranberry juice. Any you know berries. What I'm looking for in smoothies are like berries, mm. apples, and bananas. Well, I have acid reflux. And maybe I mango. Anything like maybe citrusy. Mango. So I really hate okay. orange juice. That's fair. I hate pineapples. Sure. Like I hate. <laughs> um, like lemons. I really love limes, though. I don't feel like they're they're a citrus fruit, but I don't feel like they taste citrusy. But no, uh, but yeah. So like when people are like, "Oh, I want uh, I want a screwdriver. Um, here's some uh, orange. You want orange juice for your breakfast? I'm like, get that shit away from me. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's <laughs> unfortunate. You get bad reaction to that. That's too bad. Those are my my favorite juices myself. Uh, yeah, and I I got all sorts of weird, arbitrary. Like yeah, green liquid. No soup. Don't really <laughs> like soup. You know, soda. No coffee. No. Oh, uh, yeah, when I'm at home, I only drink water, uh, and that's that's it really. Mm. Okay. Next question: What is the most underrated OP slash OST? The most underrated. So. It's, it's a little difficult to judge 
you know, where things are rated. But I personally think that the original Legends of the Galactic Heroes <laughs> is underrated. <laughs> and the reason I feel this way is because everything and, and, and really like everything about this show is so meticulously crafted and so, you know, th thought out and nuanced in a way that I think goes largely unrecognized. And I know that there's at least one or two YouTube videos that touch on this, but you know, when we think of the soundtrack of the original Legends of the Galactic Heroes, and it's, it's these kind of like obscure um, World War II era composers, and, and you know, it's all classical music. You know, like, there are no drums, there are no guitars. It's all you know, proper classical music. It's all relatively obscure composers. It's all less obvious type works so it's not it doesn't hit you immediately like oh you know this is my favorite Beethoven piece oh you know this is something I you know like studied in school it's like now nah, this is like you know random more more random and, and deep cuts but it works so well like that is the soundtrack that you need to something like Legend of the Galactic Heroes it captures the full weight you know and, and the full scope it, it sounds epic you know you want this like big booming proper you know classical music to to really uh, cement the world of legends of the galactic heroes where everything is so formal and so mm. um you know rigid you know and yeah it uh it works very very well and i know there's yeah one or two youtube videos that commentate on this so maybe it's not uh, like underrated or, or like totally unacknowledged per se. But yeah, you know, when we think of what are the great OSTs of anime, yeah, of course, uh, Sawano works and like Attack on Titan and Yoko Kano works and like Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell TV series. You know, uh, Mushishi, maybe Mushishi is a better choice for me, for me because Mushishi OST is absolutely flawless 10 out of 10 masterpiece of music and animation. Um, but yeah, Legend of the Galactic Heroes just should be on that list too. Mm. This one. So basically anything underrated. Yeah. I think. Kaiji I, OST deserves on oh that list God. too. Kaiji OST <laughs> underrated too. Hey. Um, that's what I would say. I feel and like, Hazume no Ipo. Oh my God. You just can't name off your favorite anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. Fine then. Umaru chan that was underrated. <laughs> those are the ones fuck with the everyone. best OSTs. Fuck, fuck everyone. Umaru, I love her. <laughs> Aramanga Sensei, I love that one too. That was underrated. <laughs> I had a really hard time with this because I was like, wait, I don't know if I like all the things I like, I feel like I think are good. So I don't know if one's underrated or not. But I was thinking like um i was thinking about like first and second seasons and how ops change and people really don't like like the second one or first one based on you know whatever so i was like oh well everyone loved the first um J uh, fire force opening um but i really love the second fire force opening which is also mm. on um echo's list as being one of his favorite ops um mayday um and so mm -hmm. yeah I'm going to say that. 
I don't know if it's underrated, but everybody should mm-hmm. listen to Survive Said the Prophet. Like, not even like their anime songs, like as a as a full album, as like an actual band. I love them as a band. Like I love every song. It's like really dumb, right. like very whiny pop punk, but the fact that it's whiny pop punk that is like um in Japanese too. Like I just fucking love it. Mm. Well, this comes down to like also our personal taste in music, I think, mm. which could be a theme. Mm. Um, you know, do we do we weigh our uh feelings towards like, you know, we saying earlier J Rock or J pop or jazz, classical mm-hmm. music, those things, you know, sort of separate don't always separate the the show itself. Like the genre doesn't always match the anime. Mm-hmm. So you could say that those Maybe a show like um, you're saying Hajime no Ippo because it has a very unique, uh, the composer, if I'm not mistaken, has a background in jazz and, but has like a really sort of acid jazz soundtrack that doesn't really match. It's so, it's so like fresh sounding. Like even when you listen to it adjacent to the anime, you'd be like, oh, this is just some weird, (laughs) some weird uh, psych jazz thing going on from a movie. Well, so Ippo is a a good example, as as Amelia described, of an OST that changes over time because the original 75-episode TV show, I think, has such a remarkably great OST. And as you describe, it is this kind of like acid-washed, you know, kind of jazz, kind of rock. They weave in some heavy rock songs from time to time. And, and, you know, it's kind of like psyched out in a way, but I think it, yeah, it works marvelously for the show and it kind of hits all the right beats. Uh, And then the other two sequel EPO shows have more like big classical music and big, uh, like, big action tension, you know, orchestra, classical music. And to me, that really doesn't work for Epo. And I, I don't, I don't think it's a dire enough situation that those shows are, or are spoiled or ruined at all, but they would be better if they had a similar soundtrack to the first, um, Epo TV show. Cause that those big yeah. classical songs, I mean, I get it because that's kind of the way we think about like, Oh, they're trying to make these like big epic boxing scenes and really like heighten the tension. And people normally associate that with classical music. Right. It's like, this is the most, um, you know, expressive kind of music and we use it in all our movies and shit, but, uh, I, the immediacy and the kind of like, not exactly laid backness, but I, I think the the original TV show OST works better to create this feeling of like Epo's daily life and his ups and downs as an individual, and, and it's not some like big epic thing. It's just Epo as this guy into boxing, going through you know his his daily life, and you start to lose that feeling you know when the o- OST gets changed up. Cool. Um, is that all his questions? Um, that is all for Cream Puff. But okay. okay, thanks, Cream Puff. Yeah, thank you so much for everybody that participated. I know we um asked a, a bunch of times, so thank you guys so much. Um, okay, so Echo One Nineteen asks, "How did all three of you meet? 
Was Moesota painting a portrait of Kirino by the riverbank while Jeff was having a <laughs> cup of coffee, relaxing somewhere, reading manga? Meanwhile, Dan was in the middle of a mosh pit partying, and then a zombie outbreak <laughs> occurred, and the three of you joined forces to survive. And now, are you all great friends and now have anime podcasts? JK, but they are interested to know how the hosts of the show came to know each other. Through Steven. We, all, we met on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baltimore City Circulator. Yes. Huh. On our way to Otakon in 2000. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the ideal uh, anime, you know, story plotline. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah, I think <laughs> Steven he brought us together. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry about the audio that is about to occur. Yeah, so, um, I guess... You guys knew Stephen before me because I met um, Jeff in college because Stephen and um, Jeff were roommates. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. How long have you been? How long have you known Stephen? Mm, since sixth grade, <laughs> fifth grade, maybe. Mm. So two besties went to um, went to art school together, and then um, I wormed my way in. Mm -hmm. wiggled in (laughs) and um uh yeah and then dan how do you know steve uh from when steven was playing drums in sloth omega doom oh shit used to play with kamikaze noise pretty regularly so that would have been when we were like 18 19 yeah that was after um that was after dcad um I feel like I remember, right. I think my first memory of Dan um, was at Barclay House when he was playing a show. And I had never seen this before, but like, um, I think you were, you played the entire show in the mosh pit, in the pit. Yeah, <laughs> and, probably. And you were rallying everybody. And um, I think I jumped on Steven's back and Steven started running around in a circle with George <laughs> and like bumping into people. And there was just like a wild experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the right way to, to play punk music in my opinion. But then also, you know, singing for this band left me with the broken nose, broke all my teeth, you know, chipped all my front teeth, uh, broke all my fingers and toes, broke my hand in three places, tore both my ACLs. Uh, so, um, what's funny uh, about this is I was making fun of Stephen and George because they were all like, there's like a, um, a very stark difference between punk music in Baltimore and then like the hardcore scene up in Delaware where I lived. Like, I, like mm. I would, I would two step, like I would be in the pit two stepping. Like I would actually yeah, like, yeah, yeah, hardcore sure. dance at hardcore shows. And then they would come down there like, no, we don't do that shit. That's for, that's for posers. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> circle pits is where, it ha- where it's at. And I'm like, fuck you guys what are you running around in a circle for you know in 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 my (laughs) in my experiences in punk you know through all my worldly touring baltimore is a at that time you know the golden what i would consider a golden age of baltimore the really unique scene and scenario you know really unique community uh, that it, in my opinion, it doesn't doesn't get any better than the glory years of of Baltimore at that time, and I'm I'm glad I was around for it. But yeah, as you say, when I think of like what is the traditional way of of 
you know, doing things in Baltimore. It's just like, yeah, a bunch of drunk idiots beating each other up and there's really yeah. not any rhyme or reason <laughs> exactly. to it. There's not any like particular movements or, or <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of, you know, drunk and drugged out motherfuckers just randomly hitting each other. Well, it makes me wonder if we cross passed in, we've had to cross pass at some point while we were in high school or after that. Probably. We, yeah. We played a few shows in their other bands at Barkley and some other venues. And I remember sticking my head through a wall, mm. I think at Barkley. Was purpose? there a big hole in the wall? Because there was a hole? Well, I mean, it was already there, but I Oh, I thought you were singing, like, I'm shoving my head through, through this wall in punk rage. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a Charm City art space. I had pulled a PA system off the wall. Yeah, I, I did that once by that accident. Happens. I did that once by accident in Philadelphia. Wait, Jeff, you did it on purpose? I felt really bad. No, oh. I don't do these things on purpose. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe subconsciously, my the demon inside me is released. Mm. I don't know. But, no, you uh, just yank yeah. on a mic cable, and it's not as long as you think <laughs> it is, and it yanks the whole thing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's probably more probable than we think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I remember in college... Um, I remember you would come in through the through our dorm room, and I'd be on the computer watching like uh, City Hunter or something <laughs> like that, and uh, and probably actually Hunter Hunter too. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Like, do you remember just me just being on like on the couch or on my computer? Yeah, you would be on, not but, socializing. Yeah, you wouldn't socialize. <laughs> you would be watching anime though, and I'd be like, oh shit, that's cool. And then, um, but you were so into it, I was like, well, we don't want to interrupt that. <laughs> Like, let's not interrupt that. Let's not be loud. <laughs> but um, uh, I do remember Anime Club. That was probably I have a lot of vivid memories of watching. Also, not anime at Anime Club. Like, welcome to the food cons. <laughs> like, what the heck is that show? <laughs> welcome to what? The what food cons. Oh yeah, yeah, live action sort of <laughs> mannequin uh, mannequins. Yeah, a bunch of mannequins walking around. Oh, my All God. right, I remember. Uh, Stephen Stephen has shown me this before. Yeah, it's weird. Gee, mom, we've come to live in Japan, haven't we? That's right, Mikey. We're going to be starting our new life in Japan. That's right, son. From now on, we're gonna live as Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh not an anime either but uh sexy uh no um ge- um uh, hard gay yes. hard to gay this yes and japanese yep yep and then so we talked about this more on the strictly series um collab episode the convention collab so go check that one out if you haven't listened to it already we love them thank you so much for having us on but um so dan hosted a um uh punk anime panel what was it called well it was, it was the history of japanese punk music yes it was at otakon sean from fan death records yes yeah. at otakon one year and um i was at otakon with steven and i was like he was like my friend dan from like punk days is doing a panel let's go um watch it and i was like okay cool i have no idea about punk music anyway so <laughs> it'll be super informative for me um and so afterwards he um, met up with you and then you hung out with us the rest of the convention and we had like yeah. jeff was there and we had like this whole had a bunch of my friends um from the art scene like that ran galleries with us and stuff um mm-hmm. that were also huge weebs um and yeah that was our big moment of reconnecting yeah mm-hmm. 
And then we continued to go to conventions together up until, you know, we still go to conventions together. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, at, at whatever point, um, Jeff was like, we should do a podcast. And we're like, yeah, okay. Um, but we've also made plans to exactly. have an anime t shirt company as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that <laughs> you remember that? Pan out as, yeah, of course. Oticon, I think as as- 2018. We were really talking about it at Chipotle one um, one afternoon while we were eating lunch. We're like, okay, we're going to do this. Sure. <laughs> there's a there's an yeah. untapped market for manga panels. <laughs> yeah, I still stand by that. <laughs> I stand by it too. <laughs> but yeah, so we were like, yeah, let's make a podcast. And, you know, COVID hit and all of us had plenty of time to kind of flesh out when what we wanted to do and when we wanted to start and, you know, kind of like what... Uh, the basis for our discussions would be. Um, and mainly we have conversations like this all the time. Um, so we were like, let's just bring it to the pod. <laughs> so. It's true. Yeah. If you, if you want to imagine what it's like to hang out with us in real life, imagine the three of us plus Steven sitting around debating. I don't like green liquids. <laughs> no, I, I like that. I like vegetables in a smoothie. Yeah. No, I, I don't trust green liquids. <laughs> <laughs> So that is how we met. <laughs> that is how we came to know each other and came about this podcast. Okay, so next question comes from Courtney from the Strictly series. And um, she asks, which anime is the most decis- divisive between the three of you that you simply can't agree on? Uh, apparently that's Kaiji. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's two out of three. We we got to think of something we can't. One of us each loves, but all, two of us hate. That's hard, right? Is that's how I that's how I imagine the the, the sure. question to be answered? Yeah. Sure. I feel like, unfortunately, this is going to be an obscure Amelia pick that doesn't resonate <laughs> with me and Jeff. What? My picks aren't obscure. You guys are obscure. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. No, I'm I'm saying that like I mean we all we all like stuff like Guru Camp, right? Yeah. But there's got to be something uh, like a deeper cut from your taste that isn't gonna hit for me and Jeff. Um. Did you guys like Umaru? Have you seen Umaru? I, I feel it. like that would be the one because she's literate. She's so obnoxious. No, I have not watched. Okay, I'm gonna pull up a um an op um uh, an op from uh, her anime, and I don't think you guys. I think just based off of the op, you guys will not like it. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Aramanga Sensei. We'll see. I think um I think Umar Chan is a little bit uh <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's definitely hyper. Yeah, I'm big on video games. Actually, this is sick. 
weird transition. Yeah. Oh, three different genres in one song. show so mm. much she's so well, obnoxious I'm, though I'm, I'm glad we watched that because that answers a big question for me but mm. uh i've so i've seen that character in various places but i kept thinking it was the girl from kakegurui that kind of dresses oh like runa and i kept yeah i kept thinking why does everybody like this like relatively minor character from kakegurui um so i cosplay but, runa what are you talking about <laughs> well yeah but i it's i mean it's 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 uh yeah okay well she also okay, has a very obnoxious fair. dance that goes along with it that at one point i memorized and knew and i was really prepared to go into a convention and do this on a stage <laughs> so you, can, you were gonna get up at the uh the, the <laughs> ma masquerade party or yeah the masquerade mm -hmm. i was like shit this is so cute but then everybody did it the next year and i was like damn i can't do it everyone else is doing it <laughs> It's not special anymore. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think Omar is pretty obnoxious. I think that's the one that like most people hate. <laughs> There's like a very select few people that love Umaru. And you got the box set sitting on I your <laughs> on your uh, DVD shelf, and I'm I've, I'm always I, I like when I, we first started hanging out again in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, I think that was one of the first shows you recommended to me. And it's just like, it's always sitting or like, wait, at least that I can remember. Maybe it was in 2016, but like, that's the one pivotal show like that I need. It's on my list. I'm going to fucking watch it. Oh my day. God. I can't believe I recommended you to watch that show. Who am I? <laughs> well, I mean, no, you're, 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 you're hyped it up at least. I know. I'm, yeah, such, yeah. I'm such a big fan. I love this so much. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I really yeah. want, I know it's really controversial, um, but I really want a lewd Umaru tattoo because she's like, not her in her chibi form, but her in her original form. She's so fucking cute. Mm -hmm. Her and um, my favorite character from that show is actually Shubafine, who is like her rival slash comes to be best friend. I want a tattoo of both of them together being lewd because I love them so much. They're just like the cutest girls and their friendship is so like odd and like wholesome at the same time i just i just love them so much hmm. probably tomorrow if you guys watched it <laughs> but i yeah. don't know i feel like for the most part we all pretty much agree on like two of us will agree on something i don't think anyone like really like dis is disgusted Nobody, it's rare. yeah it's rare that somebody stands alone mm -hmm. was i think no game no life was the one review that Oh, that could be. Oh shit, yeah, it could have been. I love no the game. thorn. <laughs> yeah, it's no. Yeah, uh, no game, no life is not one I would return to personally. No, it's so good. I want a season two. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe no game, no life is is the divisive one. I think. I think they're kind of in the same genre. <laughs> yeah. Both of yeah. Shows. Mm -hmm. But 
Okay, and Courtney's next question was, what's the most difficult part and the most rewarding part of being an anime podcaster? The most difficult part is when Amelia gets sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess the editing, but that's also the most enjoyable part arguably mm-hmm. mm. it is yet a burden uh, and i was yeah. gonna say a burden and a curse but those are the same thing <laughs> that's all the allergy a blessing medicine. blessing and a curse that's blessing, blessing and a curse, and a curse. Yeah. that's what it is <laughs> <Dang> it. <laughs> edit that out make me sound cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a burden <laughs> i think the hardest part is um trying to f- I guess it's not difficult, but it's hard to trying to find something, trying to find new content to put out that people will enjoy, that we'll enjoy mm. at the same time that we think other people are going to enjoy. Because yeah, there, we could just like pick an anime and review it, and that would be that. But we really try and bring a little bit more um, discussion and um, thought behind the things that we talk about, um, which is why we do like creator spotlights and, um, uh, 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 like, uh, I don't know what else we do other things, too, but <laughs> you can't think of them right now. Well, like, uh, like Nezuko's boobies. Yeah. Like topical stuff, um, within the community. Like we try and bring a little bit of a different flair. We're not just like your normal anime podcast that, um, does an episode a week and, some of it's seasonal or it's like mostly seasonal content, you know, which I don't think is a bad thing, but um, I think that uh, we set ourselves a little bit apart for not doing seasonal um, anime content, which allows us to kind of like go back and like do content that is like retro stuff that nobody's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically whatever we're feeling <laughs> in the moment. Uh, we, we were, we were going down a Netflix hole. <laughs> For a minute uh rabbit hole which i think was justified at the time because mm-hmm. there were some hitters there's some bangers out there uh, that just happened to come out the same year like mm-hmm. dora hidoro and bna and uh b stars the the stealing one stealing the stealing one oh great pretender great oh, pretender, great pretender. Yeah. yeah yeah he's not the right. stealing one <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, for me, the most difficult part, and you know, I've, you two deserve more of the credit than me because I just show up and talk, and I feel like you two do the the heavy lifting. So, uh, yeah. No, I think I'm, we all I'm, bring our, our strengths to the table. Yeah, you really care. That's like not a, what if episode, Dan. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't feel like I don't. <laughs> I rec- it's more like I recognize that you two, you know, do the do the the real work, mm-hmm. and I, I, uh, you know, I'm grateful for this. I thank you for this. Mm-hmm. Probably you deserve this public mm-hmm. shout out that behind the scenes, it's the two of you that that make this run in a reasonable way, mm-hmm. and I pay the Zoom bill and maintain the website. You know. um, but yeah, the uh, I'm, certainly the most rewarding part is. Yeah, just to be able to hang out with everybody uh, and and have someone 
to critically engage about anime mm-hmm. with in a way that is, mm-hmm. is fulfilling and mm-hmm. fun and, and is everything I want it to be. You know, it's hard to find the right people to really dig deep into anime mm-hmm. about, you know. Like I, I would I would find this equally enjoyable even if we didn't necessarily record it, if it was just like our own, you know, personal anime club, like a book club, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I so love um getting feedback from people and hanging out in our community and our discord and chatting with people because I think for a really long time, um, I didn't have anyone to kind of talk about this stuff with. And you're right. Like, it's kind of hard to find people that can talk about anime on the same level as you, especially when, you know, you're really itching, like break down like core themes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think being able to just like, shout out to the atmosphere and have people respond is really cool. Um, I think it's really cool that uh, people keep coming back to listen to us. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's been really wonderful to connect to other, our, our what I view as like our pure mm-hmm. anime uh, podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. Otaku Melancholy and anime brothers mm-hmm. and strictly series, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to me, this is this is our our peer group, our friend group, and I really enjoy connecting with them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I was not a guy that listens to podcasts. Now I listen to podcasts when I you know I listen to their podcasts when I do uh, mail order. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sitting around boxing Same. up records. And, yeah, and all the people we've met, like Ristella and Evan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just continuous, continually meeting new people. Yeah. Um, it's, that is that is ultimately the uh, the end game in a way, you know. Like, yeah, it's just make personal connections mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. Now we just need to start our own convention, and all the podcasters will be the, uh, the board on the board. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've had <laughs> great meetings of the podcast type scenarios before, right? With the uh, music trivia that one episode, mm-hmm. where we had like a bajillion people. <laughs> That shit was awesome. Yeah, that was a feat. That, <laughs> that was, was, that like was a nightmare one. to edit. <laughs> that was so cool, though. I, I can't. I mean, one of these days we'll really have to make a concerted effort to try to get all of us in the same room. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. Try to get all of us to go to the same convention. Yes, yeah, so a podcast retreat. Get out. at us. Let's make this happen. Yeah, a silent be, retreat. Be, <laughs> <laughs> silent retreat. <laughs> 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 that'd be an interesting twist <laughs> um and so i think that's all of our questions um i do want to give a shout out real quick to brazil out there being our second most listened to country outside of the u.s shouts out brazil ah! no brazil brazil okay. what up brazil <laughs> I was looking yeah. at the analytics the other day and I was like, Brazil. Wow. Okay. It's probably because of how much you talk about your travels to Brazil. All the yeah. Time. It's like, what is, is, is Cesar really listening to this pretty regularly? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, is Samuel listening to this? But I don't know if Samuel's English is strong enough to make out everything so well. <laughs> but fuck, that's cool. Okay, let's move into our top 10 anime music thing lists that I made a top 10. So (laughs) Dan made a top top list. 
I made a, a yeah, a, a baker's tent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got 18 songs, but I'm still struggling here. What? So we'll have like a we'll have a a, a close uh, um, follow up. You know, these these are the ones that didn't make it to the list. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and we'll we'll put all these songs in in the Spotify playlist uh, coming soon mm-hmm. to a to a computer near you or phone near you mm-hmm. and maybe we'll just keep it on youtube we can probably just combine all these and yeah you guys can listen to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh wait oh wait i'm so sorry echo asked us a different question that i really wanted to um um, um answer uh, if y'all uh-huh. could get any tasha this pertains to me i just because i want to talk about me getting any tasha one day um if you could get any tasha any maker model, what would it be and what character would you have plastered on the side of the car for the whole world to see? And I've thought mm. about this a lot. Echo. I have mm. thought about this so much because my one goal in life is to one day own any Tasha. <laughs> and I want, I want a, um, a Toyota Scion, the boxy version of the Scion. I don't know what, I don't know what maker model that is but scion um and i want it to be a lucky star car i want all the lucky star girls on it and i want my muffler tailpipe thing to be a star that comes out of the back of it and it goes the muffler goes like all the way up past the car in a star shape <laughs> that's what i want that'd be cool can or, you actually get yeah. a muffler like that yeah they're actually only three hundred dollars i saw i saw on the car park that's shit okay yeah. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Or Monogatari. Shit. Yeah, Monogatari. Or high school like DXD. A, a or two love Rue. All I want. I want eight cars. They're all going to be Tesla, and they're all going <laughs> to be. One. They're all going to be Tasha for my favorite anime. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would just throw a, a Kamina on uh, on my current car. What? Drink bigger, damn. <laughs> yeah i'm not like such a car oriented guy I, I like my current car i don't want a different one honda civic what no fuck that fuck that <laughs> no my worst nightmare i'm so sorry to civic people but i I've don't like a, you i've got a toyota highlander and, and that is good enough for me mm. if i was gonna itasha itasha itansha itasha if I was going to eat Tasha, it would be with Kamina from Tension Tapaguna and Lama. Oh, okay. Mm, I think I'd have like a, I would own a, a Nissan GTR with uh, probably Ray Ayami. Mm, I feel that. Which I'm, which I'm currently thinking about already with my current car, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Fiat 500 Abarth. But I, you know, I just don't. I don't, I don't, I can't justify dropping a thousand dollars on, on large stickers for my car. Uh, money is tight enough, but you can dream big, right? Yeah, yeah. Dream big. Yeah. I mean, GTR is only a hundred thousand dollars easily. That's just the base model. Mm-hmm. So one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Into our list of the best OPs we think that they are. Who wants to go first? Okay. Uh, shall I go ahead? Do it. What's your top we 10? 
I was ten. Right, back. Don't spoil the first one. Start from the ten and go up to one. <laughs> oh, go going reverse. So these these are not in like a a really like specific order. But when you say it like that, sure, mm. I'll start at the bottom and go up to the top. Um, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. All right. Oh, I, I think I did that wrong. Actually, I think I did that wrong. Um, sure. So. Love this one. How you doing, little shorty? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell all right. All the things that I like to hear. Can you see my screen? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So I chose ten. My my goal here was ten pieces of anime music that will that will get your blood pumping and make you okay. feel something. All right. Um. So this was one of these. In the end, I wound up with 11. Mm. Got Baker's 10, as they say. Um, but this uh, this was, was kind of like I made 10, you know, got a list of 10, and then I thought I can't not include a Sawano work uh, because I, I do think that Sawano is, he's, he's so on top of the game of anime music right now. He's absolutely killing it. Um, in a way that is similar, like, you know, Yoko Kano, you know, making soundtrack for, um, you know, Cowboy Bebop for Ghost in the Shell TV series. You know, there was a time where you saw Yoko Kano making the soundtracks and you thought this is going to be a great show. And I'm, I'm starting to feel that way about Sawano, too. It's like if Sawano is making the music, this is going to be the shit, man. This is going to be good shit. Um, and a great example of that for me is this this opening theme song from Omer. Is the audio coming out okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love, you know, Solano always with the big, you know, I love the big uh, choral, big drums, big melody, everything so epic, as, especially, yeah, like this opening sequence with Probert, where you, you see the, the city is unfolding around you to this, like, big, upbeat, happy song, and it just really, like, evokes a certain kind of emotion. It's really, yeah, great, great shit. The drums are really loud. I like it. Yeah. They're very simple, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, I feel like uh, Yoko Kano was maybe a little bit more dynamic in, in her sense of OSTs. And, and not that Solano is so one-dimensional, but, like, Solano is clearly, like, what is he good at? He's good at these big, you know, emotionally powerful uh, type, like, like epic songs. Yeah, and, and this Promare piece is a great example, though. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, it just gets gets my blood pumping, you know. I see the, the guys from the, uh, oh, yeah, the big text. That's another thing. You know, like, whenever there's big text on the screen, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, you got all your characters leaping into action, big text right on the screen, this big Solano song. You're like, how could you not be going nuts, you know? Like, my heart's racing. The big text right on there is like, oh, shit, man. I love it. I love it. Every like that's that's what I watch anime for. It's like big song, big text, big text on the screen, big characters. <laughs> like I love that shit, man. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is this is another uh yeah, another favorite of mine is this random opening from Kuroko's basketball. Uh this would probably not make my top ten favorite opening sequences, but it is one that I, it would be an honorable mention. And I, I have a soft spot for Kuroko's basketball. I, I don't think it's some great anime show, but it, it works very well. It sits very nicely for me. And I, yeah, this song I think is just like really a, uh, a great little uh, J Rock song. As it were. <laughs> Why that big guitar solo. I like hair. that big, I like that big guitar solo. They look like a crayon box. Yeah, because they're beautiful boys. That's how you differentiate them from each other. Oh, okay. So the, yeah, this is a Kuroko's basketball is a beautiful boys doing things beautifully kind of show, and so all the boys with different colored hair, like I mean, they all have the same like beautiful boy character design, but you're supposed to differentiate them because they have different colored hair, and all the main cast have like unnatural colored hair because they're supposed to be so unnaturally gifted at basketball. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't given this one a watch, but the uh, how would you compare it to Slam Dunk? Uh, it's not worse? as good as Slam Dunk. Um, okay. It's, 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 it's a much simpler story than Slam Dunk. Yeah, I mean, Slam Dunk is a really great work. It's a great character-driven work about, you know, a love for game and, and you know, people growing up. Kuroka's basketball is not nearly as emotionally deep and nuanced to slam dunk. It's a very straightforward, um, it's a very straightforward kind of sports show with the, uh, you know, the characters have kind of magic powers in a way, and and they, you know, do basketball beautifully, and and it's a very like, it's, it's a very fighting beautiful. Yeah, well, they're they're you know it's it's a show like everyone's got their fighting spirit and they'll never give up and that's kind of what I like about it is is it's the uh, the the bluntness of the fighting spirit in the show yeah. and I I think there's there's certain angles by which Kuroko's basketball is kind of a, a thematically interesting story you know it topically is is dealing a little bit with. Oh, uh, you know, like if you're too good at something, you know, losing losing your joy for an activity, losing your joy um, for for a a art form when you become too good at it. You know, that's something that a lot of these characters struggle with. Is like I'm mm-hmm. so good at basketball, I like don't even care anymore because I'm gonna just beat anyone that crosses my path. You know, there's like no actual thrill. There's no actual tension to any of this because we're just so good that 
nobody can compare. Um, and that's kind of an interesting uh, angle. And there's a couple similar kind of, of um, angles throughout Kuroko's basketball, but in general, I don't see it as a story of, of like thematic weight or it's not like a, a thinking kind of show. It's just beautiful boys playing basketball beautifully with their magical powers. And they yell at each other about how they're never going to give up and they have to keep fighting to win the game. And I like it when they yell at each other about how they're never going to give up. <laughs> um, so another great piece of music for me is this Ashita no Joe ending, uh, which really like, it's going to come up in a moment. Um, I didn't get the timing exactly right on this, but it'll pop up in a moment. With that, that is this one. <laughs> <laughs> I misuse this for my uh, theme the music for my phone. Yeah, band. this shit's hard, man. Like I listen to this and I'm like, dude, this is this is music for you. Like you're down on your luck and you're feeling bad and you got nothing left but boxing and you're getting ready to you know clock somebody in the face you know you watch joe you know practicing jumping rope i'm like dude this, this shit's tough man this is this is tough music <laughs> Really uh, sets the time and place. It's like the, the, you just like you're, you know you know you're in some 60s, 70s, yeah, Japanese show. Well, you know, I all, don't know what it is. All but. of these are songs that I listen to on my own time. You know when I'm just like in the mood for it, and I, I definitely like man that in my mind that Ashita no Joe ending song is like that's music to get pumped up. You know. It's oh like, my god, you know, what are you like doing in your in- kind of music? Are you just in your uh, mail order closet, <laughs> punching empty boxes like fucking euros, right? Just <laughs> get these records mailed out. Yeah, kind Tate. of, kind of. Tate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this Nana opening, which also is like, yeah, fits my taste of. I, I just like these heavy J Rock. I'm glad you put this on your list. Right here, I love I love this chorus or this like transition or whatever. Yeah, love it. Killer melody. And then the hook gonna hit you right here. The hook hits you. Oof. It's like a slap in the face. What a hook. Of Nana songs are just amazing. 
Yeah, I, I love agree. It so much. I agree. Nana's got a great LST. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, is this it? is on my 2022 list, my bucket list. Is, um, oh, you haven't you be- haven't watched Nana? I've only watched like three or four episodes. Oh, interesting. It just yeah, came, it just came back out on DVD. Yeah, I haven't Sweet. finished it. Really? I yeah, I've gotten like um, I think like uh, thirty episodes in, and I haven't finished it. Oh, maybe we should do an episode on Nana because that's a great watch. I, I would am, love to. I am down. Let's do it. Um, yeah. I have a question though. Does yeah. Mika Nakashima does she do the songs for this for Nana? Not or all. Or is of it them, the band? I don't think. But is it or is it the band that's in the anime? Uh, no, it is definitely not intended to be the band in the anime that does all the songs they oh, some okay. of the song some of the opening and ending songs are songs from the bands in the anime but some of them are not yeah okay um yeah i i like i mean yeah in general this is something i uh, talk about with my best friend eric a lot i i don't like songs that groove i like songs that drive and that Nana, that Nana opening, it drives, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's got this like fist pumping, steady driving tempo. You know, that Sawano song, the yeah, first I was one I listened to also yeah, drives. Yep. I like it. I like it when shit drives. I don't like to groove. I like to drive. Mm. Um, so now in, in a completely opposite end of the spectrum, this Mushishi opening, which also is like not really my favorite opening sequence because the animation doesn't um doesn't really hit for me but the song is just really really pretty and and really uh makes you feel something right it's emotionally resonating and uh, you know we we mentioned mushishi earlier in this episode truly when we think of anime music uh i guess mushishi is maybe a better choice for the most underrated anime ost because i i would easily put this up there with yeah cowboy bebop ghost in the shell you know like these like truly monumentous you know attack on early attack on titan these like really iconic anime osts mushishi is also like just 10 out of 10 masterpiece you know this is this is truly what it is to make uh, evocative music that fits the uh, an anime show so perfectly and so so totally encapsulates the feeling and, and the emotion, you know. Um, yeah, I quite like this this little oh this little opening. Are we watching Juno right now? <laughs> Don't make fun of Mushishi. What? Man. I'm not. Ten I'm out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm commenting lovingly. I'm <laughs> yeah. commenting lovingly. Yeah, it, it could come out of a like 2000s hipster mu- movie. Yeah. This is such an interesting choice. Yeah, I love it. Would be eating this shit up back in 
Yeah, there's definitely anime yeah. music that makes me feel something. Is that, are those tears? So what that I see <laughs> falling from your glasses? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the happiness. This this ending sequence okay. from his and her circumstances also oh, just okay. just makes me oh, feel well, something. Yeah. Yep, I, it drives. It's got the them hot guitar leads. I love hot guitar leads always. It was either this ending or opening that was going to make my yeah. list end. Right here, them leads. I love it. I love it. Oh, give it to me. Do you think the uh, the voice actors, the sisters, actually sang this? Maybe. Could be. Because I remember it wasn't like a like a band that, that did this Yeah, love it. Short and sweet. Evocative, you know, like when that when that song comes on the end of the episode, I'm like, it, it takes my breath away, you know. That's why I'm saying, like, I, I, we were talking with, I remember we were talking with Matt and Audrey along the way about how they always skip the endings. But it's like, no, the ending endings have the hottest songs sometimes. How could you skip the ending to his and her circumstances? You know, like that's that's like the skipping the, the sides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> skipping the icing on the cake. You know, that's what really like leaves you with with that feeling, that lasting feeling. You know, this is another another great ending along those lines. Mm-hmm. Berserk, nineteen ninety seven. You know, it's, it's, you couldn't you can't watch Berserk without watching the ending twenty six times oh, or whatever. No. You know, if like, you don't absolutely. watch the ending of Berserk, we are not friends. Yeah, this, the song is is perfect. The, the genre it like perfectly encapsulates the the mood and and the feeling. The the kind of like subtle despair and and subtle forlorn of Berserk. You know the like dis, this like romanticized discomfort. You know and and the yeah the genre fits really nicely with Berserk's like kind of medievalish kind of world. It's just just brilliant. People talk about how the opening of Berserk is so iconic and great, and I agree it is iconic in its own way, but the ending is 50 bajillion times better. Like the opening is cool because it's a good song and it's kind of fun to meme out, but the ending is just like... This this is the emotion of Berserk. Oh yeah, he, this man looks very Berserkish. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, it's not a happy show by any means. Yeah. I mean, there's joyous moments, but it, for the most part, it's pretty drab, depressing. Yeah. Look, you know, on this man's life. Just, it has a little, little joy. Guts. Yep. Yep. Okay. So next, next for me is this piece from the Ghost in the Shell TV series soundtrack. I, I think this is a Yoko Kano piece, but I might be wrong about that. But uh, it's going to kick in in a couple couple seconds after I start the clip. And absolutely every time that the big synths come in, takes my breath away. This is, this is mm. my favorite, my number one favorite scene in the Ghost in the Shell franchise is this scene where they're taking the helicopter into uh, into the, Actually, no. the city. Because there isn't going to be a landing up until those nukes have been retrieved. Then what's that? That's got nothing so to do you'll know. You'll know when the song hits. You'll know. sending a special oh, ops unit into Dejima to recover the warheads. Oh, I love it. Ah, I get chills down my spine just hearing it right now. Also, keep an eye on the situation on the water. Yes, ma'am. So far, the Gigabaki have been circling at regular intervals, approaching at low altitude and circling around behind those high rises. They're cut off. Let's do it. And just that that shot of the helicopter going into Dejima with the brake beat and like the big synths is, is just really uh, uh, so good. Wow. That's them. Take us in on the same course. Roger. too fast otherwise I'll risk getting caught what why is this mouth moving <laughs> uh, he's talking no, the I'm, just, I'm, oh. I'm teasing I see and we can't get a hold of the chief either it looks like we're going to have to operate under our own initiative from here on in the refugees in Kuze, the government in Goda, the chief and the major, and then there's us. Not hard to guess what'll happen next. Whoever can pull off the biggest grandstand play is gonna win all the marbles. Representative, Section 4's helicopter entered Dejima a few moments ago. Fine. This means we should be able to retrieve the plutonium, doesn't it, sir? Ew. No, not at all. Retrieving Why the looks like that? Not the real reason I <laughs> for uh, injury. What do you mean, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. You'll understand. You got now. busted. You got busted up. Your face busted. 
rubble on the ground. Okay, then. We'll go down one at a time by rope. Good to go, Major. <laughs> no shit! Damn buffer. That's definitely my favorite sequence in the whole Ghost in the Shell franchise is, is like with that song Cyberbird is playing and yeah, they're taking the helicopter into Dejima and everybody's talking the big talk and the major gets separated and just everything about it is, is like the tension and the speed and, and the you know, the, the desperation. It's like awesome. That's why you watch Ghost in the Shell. Um Another big soundtrack moment for me is is uh, it's the climax in Furikuri when the last dinosaur <laughs> comes on. By the it's the climax. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the best pillow song, and definitely the best. And my for me, this is the the best moment of Furikuri, and, and you know when that song comes on. It's like, yeah, something. just knocks sure me out it. every time. I think I put this song on at least two playlists, uh, CD, CD mixes, giving the people. Yep. Yep. It's a great song. Yeah, the whole the whole Furikuri OST is is brilliant. Of course, another yeah, ten out of ten masterpiece, iconic, legendary. But the the true highlight, you know, the best part, last dinosaur coming in right at the climax. You want to save her, don't you? Of course you do. That's normal. You're thinking like an adult. That voice acting. Come over here. Don't let her manipulate you. What are you doing? How much pain before you realize? I love how smug Harper is in the background. Taka, it's time to get what I want, but I need your help, Kate. Alright! Get ready! Don't do it! Lunch time! Ah! We're screwed! <laughs> 
is insane. You're doing exactly what Medical Mechanica wants. They're flattening, flattening the rumbling. over the galaxy, smoothing out the wrinkles so you can't think. Even the pirate king has been captured. Irons instead of Yeah. Bulky humanoid things. It is the rumbling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are definitely some of my favorite scenes mm. of, of uh, music and, and anime and soundtrack coming together. Uh, so when we think of our, our for me, my number, my number one favorite scene of uh, anime soundtrack and music coming together is, a, is the climax of Hajime no Ippo. Um, and also my number one favorite opening sequence is this Hajime no Ippo opening. Um, so that I wound up choosing yeah, the opening. Uh, this is definitely like if we were going to do top 10 anime openings, this would be my number one. I'm pretty sure is favorite, favorite song, just absolutely like gripping, exciting, you know, like powerhouse rock music, the, the animation sequence, uh, you know, watching Epo train and, and exercise. It's like, dude, I'm, this shit makes me want to go to the gym. This is why I started going to the gym. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that man doing his jump rope, doing his Do you crunches. Jump rope at the gym? No, I can't jump rope, but I do a lot of crunches. Yeah, I knew you were going to put this on your list, so I decided not to. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll share yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, this sums up, you know, you watch this opening sequence. It's like you get every, like get everything about Hazime no Ippo. You know, it's it's comedy, it's slice of lifeness, it's it's very human drama. It's it's yeah, perfect, flawless. Really go drum beat in this one too. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at anybody that can play the drums because I have zero rhythm. <laughs> someone was like holding a gun to my head and said play this drum beat i'd be like i'm dead just shoot me. <laughs> no you can pull it off oh, all right so no. this is this is my last one i think this is my favorite ending of all anime endings okay. uh and it it again is just like the the true power of Legends of the Galactic. This Heroes. is all that Emilio will ever uh, watch. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I know, it's, it's heavy. You know, you watch this shit and you're like, this this makes you feel something. Yeah, this <laughs> this really makes you feel. I'll something. be the judge of that, Ted.
Definitely hit all the highs and lows of human emotion. Mm-hmm. It definitely sounds like a song of an epic. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Full band. I was thinking about the 70s. They use strings, trumpets, horns, brass section. You got, got it all. Yeah. This is the epic space opera. This is the quintessential space opera. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's uh, truly anime music that makes you feel something. So that's that's the journey <laughs> through through my mind. <laughs> all the all like the different the, things that make me feel something. Yeah, we were talking like about how if we had to choose 10 songs to, you know, you're stuck on an island for 10 years and you only had 10 songs to listen to. <laughs> oh man, I would ask for twenty. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. she said ten, but it can't be twenty. <laughs> yeah, I choose "Mush" by Leatherface, and then a couple paint bucks. There you go. Mm. Okay, who is next? Who wants to go next? Do you okay, want me to go we'll, next? Well, no, go ahead, Jeff. Um, so my list basically is based on i kind of framed it as songs that i have have on repeat or i could have on repeat and never get tired of listening to them so it's a lot of pop and rock songs Mm. i don't think i chose anything slow but uh yeah Mm. um and just to preface things a lot of my music is at least 10 years old so bear with me some of it is older than that so for all you young folks out there, you're about to be schooled, okay? Yeah. Now this is this is another. Yeah, I like the other OP more, but this one, that big jazz lead right there, mm-hmm. or the sax lead, I mean, big saxophone, love it. This is this is a great one. Okay, so this is the opening, the Stardust Memory, double eighty-three. Um, Ooh, I yeah. love her voice. This is another one I listen to a lot as well. You might recognize. When did this come out? Um, the year '83. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine, uh, ninety. Shit, it was like '95, '96. Oh, I was gonna say, this is like quintessential like '90s anime theme song. funny there's a stardust memories romantic comedy that <laughs> pops up hmm. uh, 91 was the first ova series i think it came out over i don't know 
multiple years because it was you know straight to video right makes sense yeah I love the uh, the sound effects. That always clinches these kind of OPs for me. <laughs> I only play like half this one. It's a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, you might recognize the singer um, uh, because they are pretty well known in um, in the. Um, uh, city pop world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know you guys for in 2020, there was this, this, um, trend on TikTok where people would show like Japanese people would show their moms, uh, city pop song, stay with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they would, they would react to the video that the music that they recognized or didn't recognize it. And a lot of them did recognize it. But anyway, the Ooh. city pop is something that's come back, and a lot of us young people uh, haven't even weren't even around during city pop era. It's like late seventies, early eighties, but it brings in a sense of nostalgia that we kind of uh, didn't, yeah didn't experience. So, but I yeah. but I think it's like yeah. the irony of it all. Uh, we we dream of things that we wish we had experienced or think we wanted to experience. But city pop is specifically uh, for an era of people of like the economic bubble of the 80s. It's like high living, high fashion. It's capitalism, you know, at its, at its best. Yeah. You know, and right. I think that's sort of been lost, obviously. But people who grew up on on these shows are for me, at least it's nostalgic in that way. But I don't mm. you know, I'm, I'm finally coming to that realization. I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, nowadays in mm-hmm. 2020 2017 was like uh plastic love mario uh, takeuchi's yep i was gonna yeah. say plastic love one of the big bangers and it didn't sell well it sold only uh 10,000 copies when it was released oh really i didn't know that and sony i think they're realizing sony uh is realizing that these songs are popular now again with with the west with westerners and a lot of americans are going over to japan and finding these records that are like you know, dime a dozen, uh, mm-hmm. and and bringing them back and selling them for thirty bucks because <laughs> we'll pay for it. Um, uh, anyway, next song. All right, so this is a little more modern. Oh yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one. Oh, shit. Honestly, this this song always makes me think of the Berserk, the '97 OST. Because I get that it's because the vocal effects have a similar kind of tonal quality to some of the Berserk '97 OST, mm-hmm. even if and, and the uh, like pumping techno backbeat. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a song or two in Berserk OST that's like that too. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, yeah, this this really this song by uh, Hirosawa Susumu is post Berserk, but he was the original soundtrack composer of Berserk. Um, really? Yes. The guy that did this the song? The guy who did the soundtrack and the music for this, and a lot of the um, other Satoshi Kon works. Oh. Yeah. He's really? Did he do Perfect Blue? Uh, I think so, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, he's probably my I'm favorite. I'm glad you, put, you represented. Huh? I'm glad you represented with a Satoshi Komu. Yeah. Yeah, he's... So my two favorite people in the industry, uh, one is no longer with us, but the other is still, like, making things here and there. Um, but yeah, college... I think I went through his disco discography in college, and that was all I listened to for, like, a year. was uh, mm -hmm. Hirasawa Susumi music. You, you, you... I can feel that. It's hard to find, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, but like the CDs of the actual physical media of it is really hard to find. Hmm. Oh, and before... Yeah, great, o great opening sequence. Yeah, it really just like sets up everything, right? It's the energy and mm -hmm. the, the vibe of the, sh of the movie. Um, mm -hmm. And I saw this, I was able to see it in theaters in New York, so it sits with me in that way. It's a very memorable movie and also a memorable song um, for the time. Mm. Uh, which I think nostalgia plays 90% of my choices, plays a role in my choices. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I went to the ads before the, the last track that I played um, is a, also, I just came to this realization, it's, it's a famous city pop artist that uh, became popular when I was just referring to back in TikTok days, mm. 2020. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, let's move on. To the next track, which is one of Dan's least favorite Gundam series. Oh, yeah. Least favorite Gundam, <laughs> but this this song is a banger. I, I like I like this opening song. It's pumping. Just wild beats communication. <laughs> and it's it's got the other. Is this a popular artist? Nah, I don't think so. But it's it's got a good hook and it's got sound effects, so I'm I'm in. I only ask because I feel like I've heard this before, but I don't watch Gundam. You probably have. It's it's two two mix was popular in the early '90s. I don't think that mm. they are together or still make music, but it definitely screams '90s. <laughs> the apostrophe. The apostrophe in it's was in between the I and the T <laughs> instead of the S. Punctuation's <laughs> bad, huh? I love it. <laughs> These are the songs. Like this song, I feel like I could hear it once and know all the lyrics to it. It's like really catchy. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Crunchy roll. Why is that Crunchyroll? I guess they own the thing. Crunchyroll got it all. Yeah, they got all the clips now. All right, next song is something we covered in uh, one of my older shows. It was something I demanded because it's a mech show, and I'm I'm very upset that uh, the Anime Brothers didn't rec uh, didn't bring this up in uh, their their show. Uh, oh, and, so uh, just I'm calling, calling you out, out guys. Anime Brothers. You know, you'll let me down. <laughs> Oh, well, Matt and Audrey brought it up, but they said it was too smart. They, they couldn't get their way through it. Too smart? That's what they said. <laughs> no, they said it was for boomers. Is that what they said? Yeah. <laughs> I love this, op oh, this opening. Yeah, this is a fun one. 
it makes me want to be a cute anime girl and pilot a robot and like work on my robot yeah it also is like makes me want to work on my robot on a nice sunny spring day i know take a break sit and relax have some lemonade I would think I would have pink lemonade, but... Yeah, I think it's... Well, yeah, I think it's, like, the height of... Uh... Huh. Yeah, I think summer is a really good good way of describing it. Puts me in a really good mood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... I, I often associate music with temperature. I don't know why, but, like... Some music to me feels like warm weather music and other music feels like cold weather music. This is warm weather Mm. music right here. Boomer, huh? Matt's reading fucking 20th Century Boy right now. That's Yeah, you boomer. That is that is (laughs) boomer if I didn't know what it was. (laughs) Um yeah, it's interesting because it's like it's a mech show that is not uh it's not really about the robot itself yeah slice of life more or less i think the best the best robot shows aren't about the robots they're about you know a world with robots in them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i put pal labor and you're under arrest in the same category yeah because like it's about police but it's also not about police yeah yeah for sure Another robot show I got lined up. Um, I think it's time for you to start your. Oh my god, we can watch Macross. I'll watch Macross. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch Macross if it has idols in it. I haven't seen this Macross. Yeah, this is Macross Seven. Um, it's sort of Super Robot. A little bit of super robot, but real robot mixed together. And uh, this song is by Firebomber. We talked about uh, Jam Project, I believe, in the last episode or before. Um, it's like a super group of these famous singers, like uh, um, what's his name? The singer of the Dragon Ball series, Hironobu Kageyama, and this dude. I can tell you like that kind of, you know, 80s, early 90s production. Like the the sounds, you know, the drums and and guitar tones and whatnot. Like, uh, yeah, the last couple songs we've listened to, in my mind, kind of fit nicely in line with each other. Yeah, I, you know, that's part of my part of my issue with doing this was making sure all the songs were cohesive because I make so many goddamn playlists. I think there's an mm. art to making mm-hmm. a playlist or a mix um, and like making tempo match and, set, you know, sort of vibe of a, of a show uh, or song mm. rather. Um, but yeah, I mean, I make music, I've been making music since I was in high school. And I think, yeah, the synthesizer is making a comeback because of the 80s are making a comeback um, musically. Mm-hmm. And think about The weekend. Um and Kavinsky, oh. and sort of like that drive soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
so it was like my two favorite things. You got rock, you got like the chord of heavy chord progressions and a little bit of synth, um, synth heavy. I have a question. Yes. Do they pilot their robots with their guitars? Because I would like to watch an anime that they do that in. Well, they, they've got a band on the side. I don't think they're, okay. they do sing in the, well, so they, yeah. So like the, the more, the, the better the song or the more they sing, the more powerful the vocals are, the better the piloting mm. becomes. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's like, still that idle. Uh, I'll watch Macross and I'll watch Nadesco. Those oh, are shit. the two. All right. So you've already, you've already marked the two. Okay. Yeah. All right, this next. I'm not watching Legend of the Gladiators. <laughs> you might want to close your eyes, Dan, because this is from Macross. Do you remember Love, the movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So this will kind of spoil it, but if you don't mind, you don't I've mind spoilers. I've seen the movie. Oh, you've seen the movie? I've seen the movie. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we're good then. Yeah, hey, I've seen the original <laughs> Macross. Close your eyes, Amelia. <laughs> I've seen the original no, Macross, and I've seen the movie. Why does she look like Fancy Lapa? Yes. Good point. Good question. Wait, which came out first? <laughs> uh, Macross. I know this song. I love this song. It's a nice little ballad. It's like, kind of hits all the right notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. So let me get this straight, Dan. You've because you've watched Robotech, which is Macross. But not yeah, exactly that was the one of my. One of my earliest memories of life is watching Robotech on TV when I was a little kid in Atlanta, Georgia. It was, yeah, when I was in preschool or before that. There's a really specific scene where, where Big Robot right there rises out of the, the lake and the two main characters look at it and they're like full of joy. That's that's the scene that I really like. I remember sitting on the couch watching that when I was really, really little. Hmm. I'm glad I don't have. I, I didn't. I didn't know what it was until I, I watched the original Macross when I was uh, an adult, and then that scene came up, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> like I remember that. Yeah, like I, I that, that's what that was. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't watching Macross. I would have been watching Robotech when it was on TV. Right. Okay, um, just... and then I watched, I watched. Do you remember Love when I went down to uh, Atlanta for Thanksgiving to see Athena and Marcus the first mm -hmm. time around? Because I wanted to recreate my three earliest childhood memories. You know, watching Macross. So we watched Do You Remember Love. Uh, eating Krispy Kreme's donuts and going up Stone Mountain on the little um, yeah. rail thing. Uh -huh. Okay, so I guess that cable car, the little cable car. Yeah. So you want to go through everything post Macross? Yeah, 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 Macross. yeah. Okay. I've never seen anything other than the first one. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Do you remember? I have a drawing of this girl that I did. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who she was. Oh, she Lin Min May. Yeah, it's Lin Min May. Oh, fuck. I knew you, Never mind. Do you remember the large Lin Min May poster I had in college? Yeah. And that's uh -huh. been destroyed after a move, like three moves. I was very upset. Really? It's oh, huge. Really? It's like a, yeah, it was like a four or five foot long poster. Maybe oh, your Lin Min May poster has seeped Ooh. into my memories because <laughs> I drew an anime character that looks exactly you like have, her. From yeah, I mean, you might have just draw. You might have been in, in drawing in, in class, and you had a little sketchbook out. You're like, "Fuck, this character <laughs> looks badass." 
I know. She looks so cute. There, you all, you all recognize this one. Oh, shit. Did I predict this? Oh, you might have. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I love this song. This is a, yeah, this is a popping one. Yeah, so I'm trying to recall if Yu Yu Hakusho while it was airing on TV. This is the English version. Okay. This um, is the English version. If it was played at on TV, I don't recall. Do you? I never saw it on TV. Because hmm. a lot of times they, would, they wouldn't they would even have an OP or ending. Or it would just be like some kind of weird music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true that when they showed this stuff on TV here, a lot of times they didn't use the, the real OPs and EDs. Uh, and I, I, that's got to be some kind of licensing thing, right? Where they just, like, couldn't get the rights from Japanese record labels mm. or there was some concern about that. It's got to be something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we got the um, Netflix possible adaption, live action adaption. I'm curious if they're going to keep watching that. so fucking cute. Okay. I would watch Botan in live action. Nope, not me. <laughs> I love this song so, so, so much. I think this one is like in the handful of songs that I tried to learn mm. every word to. Oh, of course. Oh, no, this is, dude, this is a good song. I have not actually heard this one before. I've never seen Bubblegum Crisis, actually. Okay. Uh, this is like, but I like this floor on the floor 16th note drum beat. Oh shit, that's a hot booty. This rocks. Yeah, each each episode starts with a a new song and it's like the song is in the show because the band is playing it, you know, Chris is playing the music. Right. Oh, she's hot. So what kind of, what, um, where does Bubblegum Crisis fall in your favorite anime list? Mm. It's actually kind of dropped a bunch. Uh, I would, mm. <laughs> if you'd asked me this in college, I would have said like number three or four, mm. but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's somewhere in the top 20. Mm. In terms of soundtracks and music, it's up there. It's like top three. Mm-hmm. Like I think it really influenced my um, guitar playing and just oh, this okay. decade of music, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this song kicks ass. It's a bop. I don't ever get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sick guitar solo. Yeah. I like the scorching guitar work. Yeah, it's um, a solid one. The, the, the Bubblegum Crash OVA series was not my favorite, but it was still... It was okay. It was alright. Waiting for the, um, for the... For another iteration of this series. That's not Bubblegum... What was it? Tokyo something... 20-something, 2040-something. Yeah, it was just okay. Mm. 
Yeah, so this is also some straight up city pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. I haven't heard all these songs. Why have I heard all these songs? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking the city hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the city hunter song. This ranks pretty high for me. Um, going back to the city pop reference, I think it's just sort of. This is like. Uh, embodies the feeling of being in some sort of Tokyo, futuristic Tokyo, you know, that mm. we didn't really mm-hmm. experience. Um, bright colors, neon lights. Mm-hmm. Evidently, neon lights. Oh, she naked? Oh, booby. No. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, booby. Yeah, mix. I'm really glad I. Oh my god, he's peeking. He took a peek at her booty. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have a voice because I would be singing along with all of these. <laughs> oh. oh. This is weird. Let's jump through this. Here. So this is a new song. It's not. <laughs> A city pop song. Oh, I love this song. I saw that about all of these, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is from um, City. Oh my god, it's a City Hunter again. Sunny Boy. Which came oh, out okay. last year. I didn't watch this one. I think this song actually plays more at the ending than it does in the beginning. It's not really like a beginning yeah. theme song, if I remember correctly, right? I, I don't think there yeah. You know, thinking about it, this kind of goes hand in hand with the Hajime Ippo opening that you played, mm-hmm. Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still get chills from it for some reason, even just listening to it now. It's just that that, that energy, the vocalist yelling. Yeah, I really like his like growly yell. Like, I know everybody that watched this kind of called it, like, a head trip anime. Um, And they had a really hard time following the plot. But I think just like this, like, opening, it's more about the vibe that you get from each episode than it is about specifically knowing exactly, like, what um, is happening, you know? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing, like, with Fooly Cooly. Like, you're supposed to get a vibe, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's okay if you don't know everything about it, but you're supposed to get the feeling. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to know plot for plot. And that's the whole point is there is not like a singular plot that you're supposed mm-hmm. to follow along. I think we've been conditioned to, uh, in a Western audience, to sort of need this. Like mm-hmm. we need we uh-huh. need to have a structure. We need to have 
a beginning, middle, and end uh, has sort of been ingrained in us, I think, from a younger age. I think Hollywood has a lot to do with that um, in general, and just like TV in general. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with slow TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, uh, I think it's in the Netherlands where this is popular, but it's just video of people riding the train or like doing the most mundane things like riding boats and there's no editing, there's no cuts. Mm. Um, but it became very popular and I think they were going to try to do it here and copy that formula. I don't think Americans have the, (laughs) don't have the, uh, (laughs) patience for that. We have the patience. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That is one thing I was not born with. Well, I'm I'm sold on Sunny Boy. Having seen that, I'll add it to my list of things to watch, which means I'll watch oh, yeah. it sometime in the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hit ten already? No. Yes. Shit! Did I really? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's ten. All right. Is that the ten that you uh, hoped it was? I, I, I was getting excited to play more music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that finishes it up. Cool. All right. My, list is, my anime <laughs> songs are totally different from all of you guys's. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. This okay, is good. So um, here we go. I'm going to share my screen. Um, I think for the most part in anime, like theme songs, I want, I usually look for something that is like catchy and that I can dance to and that I can learn all the lyrics to and Mm. impress people by learning Japanese lyrics. (laughs) So, um, this is kind of, um, like the vibe of my playlist, Mm. but, um, so this first song is not even an OP. It's a fake OP from an anime inside of uh, Welcome to the NHK. Uh-huh. And I've done I've done a lot of art projects surrounding this song because I love it so 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 much. I love that it is a fake anime, but it's just like super cute. So here we go. All right, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Um, and I really love that he annoys his neighbor by playing it on repeat over and over and over. <laughs> huh. It's to the point where the main character starts to actually like uh, this anime, Purupurin, and um, looks at one of her figures in the anime store when they go out. <laughs> and she's a cat girl with a huge bell collar. <laughs> what more, could you, so what more can you want? Oh 
So it was it was Genshiken it was Genshiken that also had an anime within the anime and they like made an episode or two of that anime, right? Yeah, so Genshiken made the um uh anime Kujibiki Unbalance. Right. And the OVA is for Genshiken, they are Kujibiki Unbalance. Yeah. The first like three episodes. But they never they never yeah. made Puru 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 Rin anime. I don't think so, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I also have an affinity for like 90s uh, or early 2000s anime that uh, probably go underneath everybody's radar because I don't know if they're actually that great (laughs) or if they're just because of the subject matter that I've gravitated towards them for. But um, this is my next OP and it is from um, uh, Moon Phase, Sukuyomi Mm. Moon Phase. Ah, yes. I love this song. I love this song so much. Yeah, I can vibe with this. There used to be a um, before Spotify, you know, and 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 Pandora. They used to, I guess, I was on iTunes, but you could like stream a radio station. They would have like specialized radio stations, and there was one that was like Tokyo Anime or something like that, and you could listen to soundtracks and music OPs and endings. Um, but yeah, it was just like a continuous stream of anime theme songs. And I remember the song would be on it a lot. Hmm. Literally, the lyrics are so dumb. They're just cat ear mode. <laughs> hmm. My next OP is basically probably one of my favorite animes. I have a tattoo of this anime. Um, I love uh, robot girls. Uh, This is kind of a robot girl, but yeah, this is from Chobits. Yeah. Oh yeah, this this song is popping, man. This is a good one. I don't I don't care for this show as much, but this opening is awesome. Yeah, great song. I love it so much. Baby, baby. <laughs> she is so fucking cute. I really wish that she was real and that we could have real life. What is she a persicom, right? I want a persicom. I also love Kumomo. She's so annoying and obnoxious, but she's like a chibi version of Chi. (laughs) It's so cute. I have to argue that it's sort of a city pop song. It's just like a modern city pop song. Yeah, totally. It's a similar vibe, I think. Okay. Okay. 
Look at all the colors. Is that funky bass line? Yep. Yep. Shaker. Oh, and the ending just fades out. I love it so much. <laughs> um, okay, so I put it. I don't. I think this is the only ED that's on my list um, because I don't know if I like can remember EDs as much as I can remember OPs. Mm. But this ED sticks out in my mind so hard i can't i cannot ever skip this op this ed ever whenever i'm watching the show but i love the jujutsu kaisen lost in paradise ending ah uh, yeah and the characters are dancing and i love it so much yuji's getting his hair all done up Yeah, I think this is probably my number one played songs from this, what, last year? Yeah. Hmm. I love it so much. I love the, how they, like, colored it. I love the song. I love how the characters move within it. I like, like, the um, animation sequence, I feel like, gives you a little bit more behind the scenes into, like, the characters, like, everyday life, not out, like, outside of school. Like, no bar is so fucking cute with all of her shopping bags. It's definitely a vibe, man. Yeah. It's like pop art, with a little bit of R&B, soul. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's smooth. It's very it's smooth. smooth. Yeah. Makes me want to go shopping, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, Okay, so this next song, um, I had to have a Lisa song in there. And if there's any Lisa song that I love more than anything is the Demon Slayer OP. So let's just get it. Hell yeah. This is such an iconic song. I just love it so much. Yeah. I know all the lyrics to this one. I love it so much. This is one I would do at karaoke if um hmm. if if they had it. Yeah. So I think you just made like an alternative playlist that I would have made. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that little bit of guitar feedback that comes in right before they hit the hook here. I like that part. I also really love Crossing Field. That is my ringtone. Um, I don't really necessarily like Sword Art Online, but I love Lisa. Yeah, that that first opening song from Sword Art Online is fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. It's a fucking the killer. Queen. Bow down to Lisa, the, the OP queen. <laughs> Yeah, that that first opening is the best part of the Sword Art Online franchise. Yeah, I think so too. 
questions. Okay. So and this is a fairly new song. Uh, but the visuals on this is what sold me on the song. I love it. I think the animation is crazy and cool. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like artistic in a way that I think we haven't seen uh, a lot in anime OPs. Um, but it is Eat It and Deities in the Peaceful Season. Hmm. funny i know there's like really dark themes and stuff yeah. but um the show is so good i wish there was a second season yeah it got recommended to me by one of our listeners so it's oh yeah high on my list of things to watch i don't know what it is about that the animation and like the colors and um yeah the, the, the song the, together the, like make this like perfect the moment song that like Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go no. ahead. Keep going. I was just, it's like perfect. It like gets you pumped for the show. And like the visuals are cool. Like, and it's kind of like vaporwave ish, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know, with all like the shapes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what I liked. And I, I liked uh, what really caught my eye was the moment where the girl's back was getting unzipped and it showed her skeleton. Like, <laughs> that's cool. That, that looked yeah. really fucking sharp. Reminds me of the uh, Doro Hidoro opening closings yeah. i know yeah. i really had a hard time i didn't put a doro hidoro one on but it was in my they're in my top 20 <laughs> <laughs> okay so this next song i think it is such a vibe such a bop and um i don't talk about this too much but i love harem shows and this is my literally the my most favorite harem show ever so it's the two love root opening yeah, I watched, I watched this for the first time this year during our, during our Millie month. 
Oh, yeah, I watched a few episodes of it. Mm. Oh, I love it so much. I really can't choose with who my favorite girl is. This is one of those harem shows where I'm like, I kind of want everybody to win. I like this chorus where it picks up the speed a little bit more. Yeah. And I love the English. I love it so much. <laughs> So. Crazy, crazy busy bass when, when yeah. the hook hits in the chorus at the end. So yeah, really cool. Ooh, cool. I don't know anything. I think it's very, really cute. <laughs> I don't think if it's mu- musically good or not. <laughs> okay, so um, the next song, I think, I'm kind of surprised it's not on either of your guys' list, but it is the Finland Saga OP. Yeah. I said earlier. This is the, the better one. <laughs> I don't like the second one really, but I, I like I like as you say the like uh, yeah. I got a soft spot for this kind of immature rock music. Yeah. Yeah, and I love this band. I listen to them all the time. They're whiny, they're emo, but they're also Japanese. So like, kind of specifically for me, like in my taste. Yeah. We were talking about uh, separating song from anime and vice versa mm. in the car, Amelia. So what do you yeah. think, Dan? Do you think some anime are just synonymous with a song? Like, does the song sell the yes. anime? You know, like, can you separate the two? Uh, well, I, I think there are anime where the music is so intrinsic and so, you know, attached to the show itself that... Uh, yeah, they they have a symbiotic relationship. Um, and I think yeah, definitely. Like for me, Chobits is a great example. Of, like I used to listen to that song all the time in college. I don't like Chobits as a TV show, but yeah, the opening themes, yeah, killer. Um, and certainly, there's other anime where you know they have music that I don't like, opening or closings that I don't like as much. Um, but still, the anime itself hits hard. Or, you know, Vinland Saga opening two is a great example. Like, kind of weak opening to me, but still, like the show is perfect. But yeah, when we think of shows where these are synonymous, yeah, Furikuri is the ultimate example of like you can't really hear the pillows without thinking Furikuri. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody's really listening to the pillows in a in a vacuum. Yeah, I think. The theme song "Cruel Angel Thesis" to Evangelion is a good example. Yeah, you know you can't yeah. separate the two. Um, and I don't think either. I don't think any of us put that on our lists for probably the same reasons. <laughs> that doesn't really <laughs> rank so high to me, actually. Okay. I Maybe. love that song. It's on my top twenty, but yeah. um, that's just because uh, I just I think it's, it's such a vibe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it. it doesn't it's not bad but it's it's not really a a ranking one for me i like i like fly me to the moon as the ending more than i like the mm-hmm. opening oh yeah but really what i what i really like are the the uh kind of theme songs of the rebuild movies 
more than from the original. Okay, so I have to represent with a Bakemono opening because Monogatari series is my favorite anime of all time. Um, and so I picked, I don't really like Nautico as a character, but I love her opening. So we're going to listen. Yeah, I, I agree. She's got the best openings. Yeah, this is a popping one. Oh, I love this song. And I, I mean, like, I know it's like probably the most popular opening of the Monogatari series, but it's such a bop. It's such yeah, a bop. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's so cute. And it really, like, gives you a little bit of, um, like, uh, the, you get to see a different side of Nautico in the OP in comparison to the series. Yeah, she does have the best openings in Bakemono Guitari. Mm-hmm. I arguably think that she's like the meanest character, though. Yeah. I don't I like can her see as that. A character. Yeah, I'm just like, get out of here, little snake girl. I do not like you. I'm like, you are eighth in line for this man, okay? Uh. <laughs> and, Han- and Hanagawa is first, so get out. <laughs> so cute hmm. okay so my last song my number one op i talk about it all the time um <laughs> but uh i really love this band and i talked about earlier um getting uh into j-pop and um j-rock bands through anime and uh as soon as i figured out who this band was that played this song i got the cd i looked for them when i was in japan uh unfortunately i think they stopped being a band when i went to japan mm. um this is my favorite ob of all time and uh you know it's it's uh it's obviously a naruto op yeah. so <laughs> yeah i like this one too <laughs> This is another one that I listen to on my own time. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. This is also the other song that I would sing karaoke if we went to karaoke because I'm. This is the first anime song that I learned all of the mm. lyrics to. Mm. I sat down, and I listened to it on repeat because I thought the song was just like so cool and embodied that era of Naruto and that era of my life so well. I don't think I remember this song, but I don't. I didn't finish Shippuden, so that might explain why. Was it what Shippuden episode or season? Uh, um, do you remember? It's opening nine. Opening nine. 
I think this I don't know. this would have. I think this was around when Sasuke attacks the meeting of. Oh you know, yeah, Naruto's. It's like filler filler episodes when Naruto's on the boat and Sasuke attacks the meeting of the Kage and mm. Big B and uh, Shark Guy have their confrontation in the forest. I think it's like that. That's oh my around God. that point in the story. I hated B when, I, when he first came on screen. No, B, I hated B's him so cool. Much, but I really grew to love him over time. I was okay. Uh, B is the shit. Man. He's awesome. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really, I was, I was banking on you choosing something from Naruto because, you know, as much as people, uh, I don't know if people actually like to hate on Naruto, but Naruto has one of the great accomplishments of the Naruto franchise is that they have some of the best openings and endings in anime period. Mm -hmm. And they, they do, they have much better openings and endings than all of their peer shows, you know, better than one Mm -hmm. piece, better than bleach, you know, better than dragon ball, like any other big serialized shonen style show like this. Naruto is leaps, heads, shoulders, you know, every bit above everything else. Yeah. Always the top tier openings and endings. Absolutely. I think so as well. Do you think they yeah, set I, the set the like template for Shonen going forward with the OPs and like choosing a certain no, sound? No, I don't I don't think anybody else is trying to copy them, but they should. And I, <laughs> yeah, they should and, and Naruto also like has more like just in terms of the quantity they have more openings and endings than mm-hmm. other shows you know one piece will run the same opening like one piece doesn't even have endings anymore and and naruto you know they keep running they got like 30 some endings <laughs> to to the first naruto I'm gonna, you know? a lot of i'm gonna argue that demon slayer is kind of uh um riding up naruto's tails because I don't think any Demon Slayer opening song is bad at all. I'm trying to remember. The, the last one was pretty good. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, they only have three, right? They have the Mugen Train and the Entertainment District. Right. But still, all of them are fucking bangers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, JJK is doing pretty well for itself, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I often, you know, if I am just looking for background music, I'll set, yeah, just Naruto Shippuden openings and just start like halfway through <laughs> halfway through the show and just we let were, the openings um, play. We were talking about this because um, uh, in the car because uh, um, I don't is it flow or colors by flow? We are oh. fighting dreams. Yeah, 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 that's that's the worst one. Yeah, that's the I hate it. so that's the odd one out. I hate it. Yeah, that's not a good one. I think it. I think it is that band flow, and I agree. That's the worst Naruto opening. That so that that would be the number one worst, and the hip hop song that starts Shippuden would be the number two worst, in my opinion. Oh, what's the other one? Is that the hip hop one? yeah no actually i love that song i love that song actually (laughs) (laughs) what is it chi boom yeah yeah (laughs) three two one make some noise yeah i don't don't like that one (laughs) 
Do you guys remember the first Naruto opening? I remember it. I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's kind of been long lost and forgotten. That's a, that's a great that's that's a great song and great opening sequence. That's what I'm saying. Naruto always killing it. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Even kill it with the filler. <laughs> yeah. But I'm. I never I never watched any of the filler, but at least those episodes had good openings and closings. That is true. Is this a fill- did I choose an opening for a filler arc? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. All right, maybe cool. you did. It's been a. I don't even know if I've rewatched Naruto. I think I only watched it through once. I've definitely rewatched the original series two or three times, but mm-hmm. I only watched Seppuden once. But I, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to watching it all again. But I love that. Not at this filler. Well, yeah, I never, I never watched any of the filler for anything because uh, I was into it after the fact. Uh, I was into Naruto day one, baby. Yeah. I was down at horrible subspan site to, to <laughs> right. download in one, like watch the right. other. <laughs> yeah, I, rem- I remember getting the torrents off Data Bayo. Mm-hmm. Wait, what about um, Anbu? Did you guys get um, fan subs from Anbu? Yeah. yeah. I always thought I it was weird that. that- Naruto's um Naruto's like uh uh like secret army faction was called Anbu and then the so were the fan subgroup. I was like, wait, what I'm confused. <laughs> I'm not if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that was one of the first groups to move over to Crunchyroll, right? As far as employees who like went from fan subs to being Crunchyroll employees. I I could be oh, getting really? my facts wrong, but it, someone fact check us. Fact check the hell out of us. <laughs> yeah, def- in the Discord or on Instagram, not right now though. <laughs> I first got the show on a boot, a Chinese bootleg. That was how I watched it, and mm. and then after that, it was like, all right, these subs are awful, and I need to do the fan subs for it because <laughs> right. they just weren't they weren't up to up to par. I think I have the Chinese bootleg of um, Chobits. Okay, mm. like the plastic sleeve. And the fold out. Yeah, I don't even think it was folds that. out. It's just cardboard. Yeah, it's so cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to mention some other Discord people. Um, Eternal God Mellow. Mellow. Yeah, he he uh, likes the intro of Monster, which is pretty damn good. So the intro. Yeah, yeah. that's a good no, I wasn't one. Monster on your yeah. list. Uh, I mean, the the opening doesn't really resonate with me, but it's it's a good opening, and that shows. Yeah, I mean, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, IKEA plants. Oh, IKEA plants! Yeah, Long time uh, Discord personality. <laughs> Eurocamp, <laughs> the first OP of Eurocamp. I guess there's only one. Oh, yeah. Shiny days. I, I feel that. I feel I that. Love it. I wish my voice did not sound like this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Second opening. Well, both both Eurocamp openings. Terrific. I agree. Oh, I love shiny days so much. It's such a bop. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. they also represented a uh, rep in uh, Gintama OP 13, another <laughs> one with a lot of OPs and endings. Oh my gosh. Gintama. Yeah. We've, we've talked about Gintama in real life, maybe not on the podcast, but I've, I've never delved into it, but maybe, maybe we should try to get into it. Maybe this should be our, our summer project to get into Gintama. <laughs> It seems like it's like a very it's a show with a lot of Japanese humor. Yeah. So oh so is Monogatari, but I don't know. And Silent Kitten had Norigami. Uh Oh Norigami. It's called uh, the Oral Cigarettes, I guess is a band. Hey kids. Yeah, actually that's a really great song. Oh, that's that's a, such a good song. Oh my goodness, I love Norigami. Um, I fell off in the second season because I knew that there wasn't going to be a third, but now there's a third, and I think we're even going to do a fourth. Mm. Haven't watched it, but uh, thanks for those shout outs, you guys, for giving us something to do, something to bite on. Something yeah. To bite on. yeah. Um, how do I would round out the show, but um, I don't think I should talk anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So do we have any, uh, any closing thoughts? Um, I think that I pretty much, um, embody my entire list. My shelf is full of all of those um, figures of my favorite OPs. Um, I love cute girls and I love it when cute girls being cute on screen. Yeah. And then also, but then I also really love hard metal (laughs) OPs. I really love to pretend that I am hard because I'm not <laughs> so if, if I had to choose my number one favorite music musical moment in anime uh, it is the Saber Tiger song that plays in the climax of Hajime no Ibo. and I did not play this scene because it's not exactly a spoiler but uh, felt like it was revealing too much but that is that is definitely my number one favorite musical moment of anime I think <laughs> today, <laughs> today, in today. A moment. most days, most days. Me and Dan are both Gemini, so we change our minds a lot. But um, I stand by everything I've said in the past, present, and future. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think all of our playlists are um, unique, and I, I, I know I'm kind of not impressed, but I think, you know, I think every person who made a list like this probably a little different based on your tastes uh, mm-hmm. and music and anime so yeah it's a little, a little experiment I like it yeah. I'm really glad you put a Nana song on there because I really wanted to put um, the um, uh, what's the series what's the other series it's escaping my brain Paradise Kiss sorry oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I really love the Paradise Kiss stuff. That was on my top twenty, and I was like, oh, I gotta whittle it down. But um, Franz Ferdinand, I really, in the old closing I really song. love that. Right? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Interesting. Yes. It's so crazy. But I love that vibe of that um, that artist. I just love so much. Oh yeah. Okay, so I think that about does it for us. We're the Otaku Host Club. It's been two years of us. We're still talking about anime openings. Um, mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed our show. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode that we will now discuss what that episode will be. Um, <laughs> so it'll be as much as a surprise to me as it'll be a surprise to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't forget our Attack on Titan episode will be oh, out yeah? this week. We, uh, yeah, we have more weekly Attack on Titan content. The final episode airs tomorrow. Surely we'll have a lot to say about it. Amelia almost got me with an April Fool's joke about Attack on Titan. <laughs> I almost had a dramatic reaction until I realized Anime News Network was pulling a, a very good April Fool's joke. Um, yeah, we have a Discord. We have a website. You can find the Discord from the website. And goodbye. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Oh, it's starting.